Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets FX Week Ahead podcast with Lee Hardman, Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG. It's Friday 1st December 2023 and joining Lee to pose some questions on the financial market themes for the week ahead is Seiko Katayoka Fisher, Vice President from Japanese Customer Sales for EMEA in London. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only, and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hi, Lee. Hi, Seiko. What's been driving the FX market over the past week? Yeah, we've obviously seen um, quite volatile price action this week. Uh, obviously, at the start of, of the week, we saw the dollar sell-off continue, mainly triggered by some dovish comments we had from Fed Governor Waller, who historically has been on the more hawkish side, but um, he certainly surprised markets this week by firstly signaling that he's more comfortable that rates are now at sufficiently restrictive levels to give him more confidence that inflation will, will fall towards target. Uh, and then in the Q&A session, he delivered an even bigger surprise for markets by indicating that if inflation continues to slow for the next three to five months, then at that point in time, the Fed could even be at a position to start more seriously thinking about cutting rates. So that's the first time really that we've seen a kind of senior um, Fed official or official from any major central bank explicitly talking about the possibility of, of rate cuts uh, next year. So that did trigger a big dovish repricing of, of the US rate curve with market participants now looking for the Fed to start cutting rates in the second quarter of, of next year. And I think there's almost 100 to 125 basis points of, of cuts priced in by the end of next year. So that certainly put downward pressure on, on the dollar at, at the start of this week. And it certainly fits with our view in terms of, I think the market pricing is is moving more into line with the view of our US rate strategist over in New York, who's looking for the Fed to start cutting rates from Q1 of next year and to deliver aggressive cuts next year in, in response to the slowing inflation. So that, that certainly is one of the key reasons why we are expecting the dollar to weaken further next year. But we would say in the very near term, though, what we are certainly becoming more cautious over the potential for the dollar to weaken further uh, heading into year end. I think we've already had quite a big dollar sell-off over over the past month. And we're still highlighting as well that fundamental conditions for a bigger dollar sell-off we don't think are in place yet. This is one of the key headwinds still to a weaker dollar is the fact that the outlook for growth outside of the US still remains very weak. Uh, and as we saw just in recent days, uh, we've had a couple of kind of events which have certainly made the market start to think about those um, less favorable developments uh, overseas and that, that has helped the dollar to um, to bounce back somewhat. So firstly, we had the, the release of the, the softer uh, PMI data from, from China for November, which certainly has dampened expectations for uh, the Chinese economy to continue to, to strengthen uh, heading in, into your end. If anything, it looks like the recovery there could be starting to, to lose upward momentum. Um, so that's certainly takes some of the shine off of Asian currencies and, and, and commodity currencies more more broadly. Uh, and then finally, we also had yesterday obviously the, the release of, of the much weaker inflation data from, from the Eurozone, where headline inflation now is, is moving very close to the, the ECB's 2% target, uh, falling to, to just 2.4% in, in November. So 
certainly that's a, a very encouraging development and we were certainly uh, impressed by the the scale of the decline that we saw in core and services inflation in, in Europe. It gives us more confidence that we could see core and, and headline inflation close to 2% in, in the first half of, of next year. And we think if, if that does materialize and if growth in Europe continues to stagnate, as we've seen over the last six to 12 months, then it's going to be very hard for the ECB to keep justifying uh, keeping rates at these high levels. And that, to us, it makes perfect sense right now that the European rate market is, is getting excited about the ECB, potentially starting to cut rates even ahead of the Fed next year. So with that kind of risk rising, that the ECB could be the first major central bank to cut rates, we are certainly cautious about chasing euro dollar much higher beyond the 110 level. If anything, we could see some downside risk for, for the euro at the start of next year if, if inflation in Europe continues to fall uh, so sharply as we've seen recently. Okay, then what are the key events and the data releases in the week ahead for the FX market? Yeah, like I said, obviously over the past week, we've had this big dovish repricing of of central bank rate expectations. And next week, we, we get, obviously, uh, the big data release from, from the US will be the payrolls report at the end of next week. Uh, that's obviously going to be key in terms of whether the market is able to uh, price in further cuts from, from here or whether we, we see see a correction in, in the market taking some of those those cuts out of the curve for, for next year. So if you look at the, the recent payroll data from the US, it, it has been kind of clearly showing that private sector employment growth now has been really slowing over the last kind of three to six months. And it's getting to kind of pace of growth closer to 100,000 per month, where it's more in line with kind of labor supply growth, which for the Fed is obviously important. The more confident they are that the demand and supply in the labor market is becoming better balanced, that that ultimately just kind of reinforces the case that the Fed is, is done enough in terms of hiking rates. So that's what we're kind of, I guess, the expectation is that we see further evidence there that the labor market is is softening. Obviously, for the markets, I guess the bigger kind of surprise or the most disruptive outcome would be if there was to be a, a stronger payroll print next week. Um, that would then obviously trigger a correction in terms of the scale of, of cuts priced in into the curve in, in the US and could trigger a dollar rally next week. So that, that's obviously the, the upside risk for, for the dollar going into to next week's payrolls report. Other things to watch out for is the Bank of Canada meeting as well. Similar to the Fed, market over in Canada is certainly increasingly confident that Bank of Canada has now finished their hiking cycle and is, is looking for the Bank of Canada to start cutting rates in early Q2 alongside alongside the Fed. So we, we kind of we agree with that view. Normally, historically, Bank of Canada and the Fed tend to cut rates or, or hike rates alongside each other. Uh, and if anything, we would argue that the fundamentals in Canada at the moment are potentially even more supportive for the Bank of Canada cutting rates ahead of the Fed, as we saw this week. The GDP data in, in Canada is is clearly showing that the economy there is is now growing below, below trend. Inflation is also showing more signs of, of slowing. So to us, we, we are thinking that the Bank of Canada will certainly look to start cutting rates from around the, the start of, of Q2 of, of next year. Uh, we would be, though, surprised to see the Bank of Canada give that kind of signal uh, at next week's meeting. So there could be some disappointment there if they don't give a stronger signal over, over rate cuts next week. But um, uh, even if they don't do that, I think any potential kind of upside for, for the Canadian dollar uh, would be relatively short-lived given the, the weaker fundamental story that developing in, in Canada. Uh, and then finally as well, the may also get some attention in, 
on, on BOJ policy next week. Uh, there is a, a workshop taking place on the 4th of December uh, at the BOJ where they're going to discuss the impact of unconventional monetary policy. Uh, as far as we're aware, it's unlikely that the media will be uh, reporting any of, any of those in, in-house discussions, but there is expected to be a, a summary of those discussions placed on the BOJ's website. That potentially could, could, could attract some market attention, given that the BOJ is moving ever closer to tightening policy in our view. We're not expecting next week to get a message that they're on the verge of, of hiking rates imminently, but the, we do think ultimately that that is the the direction of travel. Analysts over in, in Tokyo are sticking to their forecast that they're looking for the Bank of Japan to uh, to exit negative rate policy at the January meeting. So that's where we really think we will start to see the potential for the end to uh, rebound at the start of, of next year. Thank you very much, Lee. Thank you, Seiko. Thank you for listening to this MUFG Global Markets Podcast. Rate, review and subscribe and contact your MUFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.